0: what's up everybody welcome back to the third pit stop today alongside the title topic i have news about gas prices and some interesting new details about the skywalker saga lego game but this article or at least the first one anyways really doesn't need an introduction okay we're all very well aware that them 20 dollars on pump 2 just ain't getting you as far as it used to Right? <laughs> Have y'all been in the gas station recently? <laughs> anyways, this article from Motor Trend does an excellent job at explaining as what's going on and how it may not look as bad as it does. Okay. Here we go. Gas prices hit all-time high but you still paid more in 2008, right? Mm. The Washington Post, New York Times, and many other major, major, major? What is a major? I don't know. (laughs) Many other major media corporations are proclaiming we have hit a new record high gas price. AAA set the national average at $4.17 per gallon this week that price does beat the highest previous record set back in 2008 in absolute terms but adjusting everything for inflation paints a slightly better picture though inflated prices are likely here to stay and i mean it should be no surprise to you as to why exactly all of this stuff is happening all of a sudden it's the russian oil ban the events impacting today's gas prices are totally unique to the issues that plagued the market back in 2008. President Biden's announcement today that the US would halt all imports of Russian fuel is a manufactured and anticipated supply crunch that the market will have much more control over despite the dramatic immediate impact that has set the new pump price record. Biden announced that U.S. would not be subsidizing Putin's war in reference to Russian leader Vladimir invasion of Ukraine and Crimea. With sanctions that cut off oil and gas imports from Russia via Business Insider, the International Energy Agency says Russia's oil exports represent 12% of its annual global trade. So, well, I mean, you know, they got plenty of oil. Considering that U.S. only imported 3.3% of its crude oil supply from Russia last year, according to the U.S. Energy Information Administration, the actual supply being cut is not overly substantial so far. So, why have the prices already gone up? I'll be honest with you, that's a very good question because, uh, look man, Gas prices going up is just never a good thing, right? All right. Now, while not every country will join the U.S. in cutting off Russian oil exports, it's enough to have an impact on total global supply of all oil moving around the world. The embargo against Russia is significant enough to likely force a permanent shift in global oil production away from any reliance on Russia. In the meantime, countries will have now replaced their Russian oil with existing supply from somewhere else, which will increase demand on non-Russian sources. The anticipated drop in global supply is why prices have already shot up to record numbers. If oil producers know there would be higher demand, they will raise prices even before a real shortage exists. Countries will potentially begin to stockpile and reserve their oil, further minimizing available supply on the global market. And that's the volatility of global supply. But there's more going on stateside to contribute to the hiked prices as well. U.S. oil stock is lower than it was the same time last year, which isn't going to help. From AAA, the current stock level is approximately 15% lower than than at the end of February 2021, contributing to pressure on domestic crude prices. This section here says, you know, according to the new data from the Energy Information Administration, total domestic gasoline stocks decreased by 500,000 BBL to 246 million BBL last week. Meanwhile, gasoline demand rose slightly from 8.66 million barrels per day to 8.74 million barrels per day. The increase in gas demands and reduction is total supply contribute to rising pump prices. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So somehow we just need more gas, right? (laughs) Everybody keeps taking up all the gas. Even though they keep making a shit ton of electric vehicles, we still need more gas. So, oil supply lines were already reportedly tight before Russian before Russia invaded Ukraine, and now that the conflict has interrupted those supply lines, expect costs to rise as long as the conflict and sanctioning of Russia continues. In response to the tightening supply and introduced demand, all major oil producers, including the U.S. and members of the OPEC or OPEC, Will increase oil production to meet demand but it will take time bloomberg reports venezuela and iran may also increase production to boost global supply this year but the shifting and disruption of what had been firmly established supply routes and trade agreements will take months if not a few years to finally iron out in the meantime That volatility means gas prices will continue to fluctuate, if not remain permanently elevated for the duration of the conflict and likely long after. Mm -mm -mm. (sighs) Mm-mm-mm. Bro, that... that, mm. Look, no one one wants to spend that kind of money on gas. They really don't. Um, I bet all of those Tesla... Or any other EV owner right there, out there right now is just probably laughing at us, right? <laughs> Who's got the last laugh now? LOL gas. <laughs> Honestly, it really would suck to own a car that gets terrible gas mileage right now. Um, Hopefully it'll get better soon. But it doesn't look like it's going to be that way, right? Now... Let's move on to the main topic of today's episode, um, starting off with Porsche, okay? So, here's an article from Car and Driver that tells us how the Russia, the Russian invasion is affecting them. Let's get to it real quick. Porsche, to pause some production, blaming Russia's invasion of ukraine russia's invasion of ukraine has caused human suffering higher fuel prices across the world hey we just covered that and in europe severe difficulties for automakers building cars the effects on porsche are potentially serious after what looks like an internal company email was posted to the porsche discussion forums at rentalist the message says vehicle production lines will be partially stopped for all model lines during March and lists future stoppage dates for the 911, the 911 GT3, and Touring, and the 718, or the 718, I mean however you want to pronounce it. But they also say that production of the Macan, Panamera, the Cayenne, and the Taycan have already hit their production cutoff dates. Damn, bro, they' shutting the whole shit down. I'll <laughs> be. Hey, give me a drink there. The problem, as Kelly Blue Book reported earlier this month, is that an out, outsized, an outsized percentage of wiring harness used in the automotive industry are made in Ukraine. Seven percent of all the automotive harnesses used in the world come from ukraine according to a 2022 report by alex partners which dude that's a, i mean again you know these percentages are small but when you're talking about like a global scale or uh, a countrywide scale then it becomes a ton right porsche did not deny the authenticity of the email when we asked and what it did tell Car and Driver generally fits with the leaked email. A company spokesperson said production of the 911 and the 718 model series in the main plant is not currently affected, and that production of the Cayenne and Brat, well, how do you say that? Brat, Bratislava. I'm assuming. I'm sorry. I butchered the hell out of that. Is continuing this week, but starting tomorrow afternoon. Porsche will suspend Taycan production in Stuttgart-Zuffenhausen. <laughs> I, I do. I can't believe I nailed that, but I couldn't get brought brought to, brought whatever until at least the end of the week. Porsche's Leipzig plant—I plant, got the Leipzig part, but plant just escapes my mind—is where it builds the Macan and Panamera. We'll start up again in reduced operation sometime in the coming week. Thanks to what the company is calling an improved supply situation. I'm gonna skip this other little part because it talks about the cargo ship, but last week Porsche donated a million euros, one point one million, with three quarters of the money going to the UN Refugee Agency, assisting with humanitarian efforts in Ukraine, and the other twenty five percent to the Ferry, Ferry Porsche Foundation, which will use the donation to help. SOS Children's Villages, and possibly other children's charities. Porsche has also stopped delivering vehicles to Russia. In financial year 2021, the company delivered a total of 6,262 vehicles to Russia, just a small portion of the 301,915 vehicles Porsche delivered around the world in 2021. Damn, they deliver a lot of cars. I mean you know I can I for one can really appreciate that even though Porsche is losing sales due to all of this mess they still donated a ton of money to the effort but honestly I wonder what happens now to all the folks that have ordered a car from Porsche recently do they get like a refund or something Uh, I don't know if you have any ideas drop them down in the comments but let's move on to see what nintendo and sony have to say about this in an article from game informer nintendo is the latest company to halt sales and shipments of its products of its production (laughs) shipments of its products to russia amidst its ongoing invasion of ukraine Joining the likes of Microsoft and PlayStation and dozens of other game studios, Nintendo has suspended all shipments to Russia for the foreseeable future as of March 10. Still, the company did not say this was in support of Ukraine like most publishers and studios have, as reported by IGN. The publication reached out to Nintendo to ask if it was providing a message of support for Ukraine and a Nintendo spokesperson said, we would like to express our concern for all of those afflicted afflicted affected by this conflict. We have decided to suspend shipping all Nintendo products to Russia for the foreseeable future, Nintendo told IGN, which we just said. But this is due to considerable volatility surrounding the logistics of shipping and distributing physical goods. This news comes days after Nintendo placed the Russian eShop into maintenance mode, which prevents users from buying digital games, effectively suspending all sales and downloads in the country. As IGN points out, this wasn't necessarily done in support of Ukraine either, at least not directly and publicly. Nintendo said its payment service no longer processed Russian, what is it, rubles, forcing the eShop to close temporarily. Mm. now let's see what sony is doing right sony interactive entertainment announced on march 9 that it is suspending all sales and shipments of both hardware and digital goods in russia amidst its ongoing invasion of ukraine sony interactive entertainment sie joins the global community in calling for peace in ukraine a spokesperson said we have suspended all software and hardware shipments the launch of Gran Turismo 7 and operations of the PlayStation Store in Russia. The spokesperson also said that Sony announced a 2 million donation to to the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugee and the NGO Save the Children to support those affected by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Let me get it, you know. Let that information settle for a minute while I take a sip. (sighs) But to me, it's so typical of Nintendo kind of doing things half-assed, right? Obviously, they're all just, they're only worried about saving themselves some money from potential losses. And putting their shop into maintenance mode is kind of like a way of going. Well, you can't buy anything, but if anybody asks, um the site just needed maintenance during this time, right? Like, oh no, we we just had to fix the shop because things were getting a little messed up. Now, they the <laughs> they shut the shit down and they're just like, "No, well, we didn't do it intentionally, but you know, my heart goes out to you." And honestly, Maybe Sony is donating money to make them look better since they have a class action lawsuit against them for sexism in the workplace. I for one, am not getting into all that. I'm not doing that here, but I do think it's great that all of these companies want to like come together to support Ukraine during this invasion. Granted, I still don't fully understand how cutting off Russia is supposed to help. I mean, these actions really just affect the citizens of Russia over a decision that was made by their government. I mean, I guess it like keeps Russia from collecting any kind of sales tax from those goods. But will all of this stuff work? Uh, and will it change Russia's mind? I mean, I doubt it. I know I for one sure hope it does because I mean you never know I mean uh, but again I I don't want to end this show on a very bummy note so let's talk about something a little more lighthearted before we go all right you see way back when when I was a young boy I used to play the hell out of Lego Star Wars 2 that's the one that covered the original trilogy and you also get that uh, infamous uh, Yoda death sound. <laughs> but now, on April 5th, we're getting a new game, The Skywalker Saga, which actually covers all nine movies. And I'm certainly intrigued by it. But here's an article from GamesRadar that breaks down the latest teaser video. Oh, as soon as I get all these pop-ups out of my way. Here we go. Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga Dev Diary teases never-before-seen characters. A new video from Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga developer TT Games teases new characters in a galaxy-sized Lego adventure. I highly recommend you checking out that video, too, by the way. It's really neat. Um, It's just one of the biggest games we've ever done, says designer Don McDarmid I'm going with that reiterating previous claims that the Skywalker saga is head and shoulders above most previous Lego games senior designer Lawrence Gee says the plan to the plan was to give fans everything Star Wars we're going to give them the galaxy and to fill out the massive world TT Games pulled on some of the more niche threads in the Star Wars universe You'll see characters in this game that you have never seen in any of our Star Wars games. Says lead animator Mark Crane. We created them just for this game. Mama the Hutt, who's described as Jabba but with lipstick on, is one of the bigger examples here. Yaddle, a force-sensitive woman of Yoda species, also makes an appearance. Babu Freak is on here too. Now, for those of you that don't remember who Babu Freak is... um. He's the little alien guy. Off the ninth movie, he's the one that goes, "Hey, hey. brother!" Some motherfucker kills me. <laughs> I'll be laughing. My- Dude, he better freaking say it in the game. That's all I got to say, okay? Because if Babu Freak don't go, "Hey, hey I fucking I'm uninstalling, demanding a refund." <laughs> uh, but Babu Freak is there too, and you can even play as the tiny little warrior. Which looks hilarious since he's got what seems to be the smallest character model in the game. That ought to numb the pain of being unable to play as Baby Yoda. Which honestly, um, I really wish they did have, you know, Grogu in the game. But I understand why they probably can't. Because if they give Grogu abilities, it might, like, spoil or ruin anything for, um, you know... Mandalorian Season 3 or anything, whatever. And also, beyond the size of the world and variety of its characters, the dev diary also highlights the details that went into the Skywalker saga. Lead render tech programmer Vasilis Polopoulos, I think I actually got that right. That looks right. Mentions a Lego weathering effect which adds environmentally tailored, tailored grime. To characters, vehicles, and props, sand sticks to your joints on Tatooine, for example, while snow piles piles up on Hoth, which is a pretty cool way to marry the Lego aesthetic with realistic wear and tear. Man, I look. I'll be honest with you, that's pretty fucking sweet. Like, you know, nah, I mean I know Lego games aren't necessarily like the greatest games you'll ever play, and I doubt I'll pick this up like the moment it comes out and but you know what they're just good wholesome fun and I look forward to adding it to the collection eventually and usually just mess around with those games try to do you know stupid stuff with it but by the way have any of you guys checked out the teaser trailer for obi-wan Kenobi because I mean god damn that should look good right holy crap I'm excited for that show I mean, no. <laughs> hopefully you are too. But uh, that's it for me today. Thank you all oh so much for hanging out with me today. I I for one really appreciate it. Um. But I will catch you all again next Friday, seven a.m. Eastern time, for the next pit stop. Um, in case you know you'd like to drop by and say hi. But uh, until then. See ya.